What's up and welcome to Wait Hold Up Podcast with Jessica Molina and Yarel Ramos. Each week, tune in as we have unfiltered conversations about careers, relationships, wellness, feminism, and of course, we'll often be joined by guests you either know or should know who will share their humor, knowledge, and their very own Wait Hold Up moments with us. Here at Wait Hold Up, we want you to feel like you found your crew, your girls who you can do life with. Listen, it's a crazy world out there, and we can all use some help in our efforts to live our best lives. We don't have all the answers, but we're down to figure it out together. Thanks for listening. Here's our latest episode of Wait, Hold Up. How's it going? Welcome back to Wait Hold Up. I'm Jessica. I'm Yarel. And we are just so stoked to be here with you all. Um, I want to first start off by sending a very special shout out to everybody who came to our Beyonce dance class this killed past it. Sunday. Killed it. It was so fun. Yadi couldn't come. I know. I was bummed that I couldn't be there. But I was there in spirit. You were there in spirit. I was there in spirit. And we just, we learned the dance to formation. You need to teach me those moves, by the way. I mean, I probably forgot them already. <laughs> Honestly, the thing is with is this. If you take me to like a dance party, I will oh, let loose. Oh, you can loose. get down, yes. girl. And you my hips down. will be moving yeah. and I'll be bopping and I'll be yeah. making all the funky little dance faces and all that stuff. Mm. But the moment that you put me in a dance class <laughs> where I have to learn choreography, it's like, why doesn't that girl have any rhythm? Yeah. Like, I just don't know right. who, why there's, it's different. It just is, I guess, we're all not meant to be Beyonce backup dancers. Yeah. But um, that doesn't matter because everyone still came out. They showed up. They were having a great time. Special shout out to our choreographer, Tarzan. He's he, so dope. I, you know, what I love is that what he did the first class and this last class is that he just makes everyone feel so comfortable yeah. and feel sexy and confident. And he had a special guest for everyone, a little surprise. And it was Beyonce's backup dancer Man. who Oop, was in the formation so video. Dope. So I know. Dope. It's like not intimidating at all. Yeah, right. Um, like her legs went up to like my neck. It was amazing. I was like, <laughs> this is fantastic. Um, so we had a little Beyonce power in there. And we also want to just say thank you to Zoila from Word Creative. For sure. She is amazing and she's always holding it down with her business and has a bunch of awesome events going on. So if you don't follow Word Agency on Instagram, Check make sure out. you do because she's really just one of those women who's all about like women supporting women and like can, is a great dot connector. Oh, for sure. Um, so that was awesome. And that actually is kind of how we ended up with our next guest I for know. today. Our next guest. Oh, my God. I, this was a fun interview. It was such a fun interview. And I think a few times I was like, wait, hold up. Like, go back. What did you say? Because I want to make, I want to write it down. Yeah. So much wisdom. Yeah. And just, I don't know. I just felt like my mind was just like, boom, with all these ideas and questions. And I know it was happening for you too. Cause we were both like, yo, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, we're not necessarily artists in the sense of us being singers or musicians or anything like that. I mean, I can sing. Girl. I mean, okay, well, you right. guys are going to get a taste you know. of that okay. at the end of the episode, right. by the way, so <laughs> stay tuned. But I think in, in many ways, we are in industries where the sense of needing to conform can be really strong. And right. the and trying to stay authentic to your own voice, even just with the podcast, can be really hard when you yeah. see what other people are requesting yeah. or what other people are doing. And so this is um, an episode that I think will be particularly poignant for people who 
just need that reminder that your truest, most authentic self is the best self that you can bring toward anything. And I think our guest today really drives that message home. And so without further ado, we want to introduce you all to Raquel Rodriguez. She's a singer with all the soul. She's a Mexican-American LA native who was born to entertain. Her music is a smooth balance of 70s funk, 80s synths, and 90s R&B. And while she draws inspiration from the likes of Prince, Shaka Khan, and Stevie Wonder, her sound is all her own. She's sung backup for stars like Gwen Stefani and Anderson Pac, and Damn. open for artists like J. Cole and Snoop Dogg. I know. I know. Oh, hey. So if you're not following her yet, you're missing out because her star is definitely on the rise. Raquel, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you Welcome. for having me. <laughs> is it, I'm nervous. <laughs> is it fun to hear your bio? Or are you like, damn, I did that? You know what? It's funny. I actually just got a new bio recently and I feel so comfortable with it. Before I had bios where I'm like, please don't read that. That's not representative of me. It's so weird. I probably wrote that myself. But now I hear my bio and I'm like, oh, I sound good. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I would, yeah, I would totally listen to your music. <laughs> awesome. Well, I guess it worked. I know. Well, we've had the pleasure of listening to your music. Yes. And damn, it's good. Thank you. How do you feel about the fact that people probably are making babies to your music? <laughs> Let's just start Great there. Question. Let's just jump Great right in there. <laughs> yes. I mean, that makes me happy because I actually, Mile High, which is the last mm-hmm. single that I released, the working title for that was Baby Maker. And eventually mm. we changed it to Mile High, but that's funny that you said that because I I wrote songs for people to make babies to. Listen, next EP, yeah. next EP. <laughs> Jess? I'm on it, I'm on it. That's the EP <laughs> title, Baby yeah, Maker. Exactly. It's actually a really good title. Like, imagine all the buzz that we would see on social. People would be like, man, we should probably get this just because just of the music because or the title. Just because we want to make a baby yeah. tonight. Exactly. Hey, honey, I got this new album for us. Um, I love the, the fact that I was we were checking out your social media and I feel like just by meeting you now and like knowing the kind of music that you do, like it totally resonates with everything. Oh, awesome. Like you have a very soulful kind of vibe. Thank you. That makes me happy. I I think now in my this point in my career, I'm starting to feel a lot more comfortable with who I am and mm-hmm. really sort of just honing in on what I like about myself rather than hearing all of these things like you should do more of this and you should be more of that. And like I used to try to follow those orders and like, please everybody but now I'm like just doing my thing and I'm doing my own version of myself and I feel like that's really kind of going across all of my pages and making sense now and I'm just in my zone and in my groove and I finally feel happy about it at all and I'm glad it's coming across that makes me really really happy and and you make a you know just a point in the music industry in general just being in LA and being around musicians and singers a lot. Like, do you, when you, when someone makes music, when you make music, there's gotta be a difference between making music for the masses, for everybody else, because you just said, I'm, I'm, I'm really in my zone. I'm making music. You're making music for you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's, I swear you guys are asking me all the things that are going on in my life currently. I am. I just, I, As a musician in L.A., you have to make money in all the different kinds of ways. And I only make music like I don't have an office job. I'm not a waitress. I don't do like anything outside of music. So in order to have that lifestyle, I was doing a lot of weddings and a lot of like restaurant gigs. And I was just singing and 
not my music it was just covers and I recently just quit all of that like not planning on doing it I just all of a sudden one day woke up and I like I know told myself like this is not what I'm supposed to be doing like mm-hmm. I'm not a singer just to be a singer I'm a singer because I love writing music and making music with my friends and my band specifically and just I want to I want to do my music I don't want to hear myself singing all of these covers the same things every single week so being in LA it's like well you kind of have to do that if you want right. to if you want to be able to pay it's rent like, it's like a la la, a la la land movie where yeah he exactly had to, where he had to just exactly do. and I now that I've quit I'm just like going full force with my music mm-hmm. and it's made me way happier but in LA I will tell you it's so hard but I'm fortunate enough to have a family that really really supports me and a team behind me that's really working really hard to streamline everything so that we can start doing just my music like that would be my dream what has the internal process been like for you to get to that point where you could leave behind the comfort of you know jobs I mean honestly I think it's just getting older and experiencing new things like I've been at a restaurant gig for five years and for the last three years my mom has been telling me she calls me muñeca everybody calls me when she's like muñeca you gotta you gotta get out of that you're not a restaurant singer and then I've been doing weddings for probably just as long she's like muñeca you're not a wedding singer don't like just remember who you are and I'm like yeah mom thank you I I needed that and Three years ago when she was saying that, I'm like, no, 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 I need to do this. Like, it's good experience. And it was at the time. But I think just getting older and sort of outgrowing things, just like you do people and friends, which has happened to me, too. You just you realize that there are certain things in your life that don't belong there. And Mm -hmm. honestly, I knew that a year ago, but I just didn't have the courage to just like, oh, here's. I'm dropping everything like I don't I won't be making that money but yeah the uncertainty of like yeah exactly and it's it's scary but you know like I said just getting older and realizing you only have so many chances and so much time you you have to make moves right what I love about what you're saying is that you sort of were being placed into a particular role by the music industry which they try to do but you found your own voice how did you land on this particular brand of music um I think it's just a combination of where I grew up and what I grew up listening to. In L.A., so many people from all over the world come here, and with them, they bring their style of music. Mm -hmm. And so you don't have just one sort of style in Los Angeles. You kind of take all those styles from all across the world and make it the L.A. way. But I grew up listening to what my mom listened to in the car when she would take us to school like Tower of Power and Garth Brooks and Shaka Khan and mm-hmm. Sade and just everything from A to Z she, yeah Straight she listened to, to everything and it was a lot like hey you want to go to this concert at the Greek theater or you want to go to the Hollywood Bowl to see this and it's like LA is the place to go see all of those artists mm. so to me I thought oh that that's normal that's yeah. just how every city is but then you go to a place like Minneapolis where it's like, no, that's Prince Funk. Like, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. you have there. Yeah. Then you go to a place like Nashville and it's country. And then you go to a place like Portland where it's that thing. And everybody has their own th- thing. But I feel like L.A. is just a combination of all of those 
in our own city. Like, and growing up, did you always have this love for music? Like, definitely. did you, do you, re- do you remember yourself being a little girl and being oh, like, yeah. I want to be a singer? Oh yeah. yeah. That's, that's all I've ever wanted to be. There was a point in time where I was like, well, if I'm not a singer, I'm probably going to be a veterinarian. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm not going to keep going to school though. So <laughs> music it is. But since I was three, four five years old, I would always watch the Disney movies and I, would learn the song the first time it played. I would memorize it after one time through. I can't do that anymore, but like <laughs> I would hear the song and I would just already know all of the lyrics. Maybe because I loved it so much, I was a little girl in love with Aladdin or yeah. whatever. <laughs> but I I would sing those all the time and my brothers would make fun of me. But I always knew that like, no, I'm a singer. And I was way more insecure about it when I was younger. I wouldn't sing in front of my parents. I had to like have them leave the room whenever people asked me to sing. But it's always been singing. I just that's, that's what you've always that yeah. Right. That's really all I know. I've I've never had like another hobby that has taken up my time like this. And I've never had a job. I mean, I've had a couple jobs. I worked at the movie theaters, and I worked at like the Santa Monica public pool when I was <laughs> How fifteen, <fun>. sixteen. <laughs> but I went to school for music. I went to high school music academy college for musically trained yeah 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 yeah. I did I did all of it and I I only got to because my family supported me my dad and my mom put me through USC and that was probably where my musical career started to change because I met my band there and I just learned way more about music than I ever thought I could and I really started to feel comfortable like with my talent and figuring out how to use my voice and just taking voice lessons for the first time. It was crazy. I never took voice lessons when I was younger because they're like $400 an hour. So it's ridiculous. Seriously. And it's just, I couldn't afford that. So, but now it's like you recognize that it's yeah. an investment that was, yeah, yeah exactly. It. And now at USC, I had some of the best teachers, some of the best training and, I really, really, really am stoked and happy that I went there. That's awesome. So you're an independent artist, correct? Yes. So how do you feel that independent artists are supported by fans and the industry? I think the biggest way that fans support independent artists is going to their shows. Mm -hmm. Like you can buy their music and you can stream them on Spotify and do all that stuff. But at least for me, the biggest way that you can support us is going to our shows Mm -hmm. and buying our merch. Like that is one of the most important ways that we make money now because you don't make much money off of Spotify streams. You get like 0.001 cents or something for every stream. And now that there's that people don't really buy music online anymore. So the only way for us, yeah, it's completely, it's, it's, it's crazy. But I mean, I, I only use Spotify now. Yeah. Like I only listen to artists on Spotify and I don't have to buy music anymore, which mm-hmm. I love. And I'm glad that people can listen to my music for free. One of my teachers at USC told me like, if people aren't trying to listen to your music for free, then you have a problem. Right. That means they just don't want to listen at all. Because if, if it's for free and no one's trying to hop on, then yeah. you know, it's like, <laughs> then, then you're, then then you're, you're kind of a good look. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I love, I love all the streaming platforms, but I think just, being able to go to people's shows and support them that way and show up and really support them financially. Like here's $25 for the shirt. Like yeah. I'll totally wear it. Even if you don't wear it, you're still supporting the artist and the industry. I just don't even really think the industry supports mm. independent artists, especially like 
they're always trying to dull your shine you know <laughs> have, have you ever had those conversations though with like people that are in the industry and have yeah. tried to sign deals with you um nobody's how, ever that, tried you know? to sign a deal with me or anything I actually last year I convinced myself I was done with music because of the industry quote-unquote mm. I I kept hearing like, no, you're not doing that right. No, your brand is not right. No, your band doesn't look right. No, you're not wearing the right things. It's like, no, 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 no. And it's like, yes, you can do this tiny little thing for $100, but also all of these no's. So for a while, I'm just like, man, I maybe this isn't for me. Maybe this is not what I should be doing. I like maybe I'm going to go back to my veterinarian idea. Yeah. And this was just last summer. And then in the song mile high i really did buy round trip tickets to paris because they were so cheap and sam and i were like sam's your boyfriend yeah and drummer and, and, and producer drummer. and <laughs> engineer <laughs> and mixer <laughs> he does and more shoulder to lead yeah. Out of <laughs> yeah we're definitely my shoulder <laughs> but he we both just said like let's just go yeah. they're 418 dollars round trip to paris we need a break i'm depressed like, I need to get out of California. I need to get out of Los Angeles. I just need to have a vacation. And we went and we actually filmed a music video while we were there. Like, we didn't really plan on it. We didn't really expect to have it come out so well. But we just, instead of taking pictures of everything, we were filming everything. And then I would sit in front of the Louvre and just sing the song. And then I'd sit on top of the Eiffel Tower and sing that song. And I, That's we dope. ended up That's making so a cool. video. And I got home, I'm like, man. I feel so much better. I got something done even on my vacation and I didn't have anybody telling me like, no, you shouldn't have it look like that or no, not that angle. Or wear that. Yeah, exactly. Like I just did it my way and I love how the video came out and I think from then I started to realize like maybe the industry is not the way for me. I'm Mm. too sensitive. I get angry at people when they tell me things I don't want to hear. That's why I have a manager now (laughs) to deal with all that. But I just... I don't think a record deal is the solution all the time. Yeah. And when you have a family and a support team, like I'm fortunate enough to have, it's not something that we're aiming for. Like if it came along and it was the right option for me, maybe, maybe totally like I'll definitely consider it, but Mm -hmm. it's not like a definite goal that we need to. And I I feel too like being independent now, it's I mean, I, I've seen it so much in like the Latin music as well, where uh, thank you. That's <laughs> much better um, where, you know, it's that's the best way, the best route for mm-hmm. the integrity of the music, for, you know, the artists, yep. for everybody that's involved with making making the album or working on the project just because it gives you just much more liberty. Did you yep. ever have you ever felt that? in this in a city like LA like you say there's so many opportunities there's so much going on that you needed to be or sound a certain way in order to be noticed in order to be uh to get fans yeah definitely I sometimes I just feel like oh man I'm this is this might be weird for a podcast but like I always feel weird showing my boobs or like any kind of part of my body and I'm like dang should I should I take a picture like that artist did to get like people to listen to my music and then I think about what I'm saying I say it out loud I'm like girl you're a pendeja don't ever say that again (laughs) but uh, all of that comes across my or runs in my mind all the time like people put ideas in your head and you think that you gotta 
go along with it and it's just you don't have to do any of that to get followers but you feel like you do and if well you you do if you want them fast yeah right, right. But yeah then exactly. they're also not necessarily the followers that are going to ride with you exactly because when you actually show your true authentic yep. self they're going to be like where oh, them I titties like at that. yeah exactly <laughs> <That's what> they're <laughs> exactly. really gonna say they're gonna be like girl you show them let's keep it, let's going. Keep it going yeah exactly <laughs> and like i'm not that's just not the kind of person i am like I'm comfortable with myself, but I've never been comfortable like sharing physically that part of myself with everybody. Like that's just for me. And but look at Sade; she made exactly. the sexiest music. Exactly, right. wearing button-up long-sleeve shirts right. all the time. Yeah, yeah exactly. So right. I I don't think that. Because I'm the same way. I, yeah. I feel that way. I'm like, man, I could increase my social media following yeah. with a little Let me show them. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. But I that's not who yeah. I am. And I don't feel comfortable with that. And I would much rather the journey be a little bit yeah. longer. Hopefully not that much longer, but a little bit longer, <laughs> a little bit harder, whatever yeah. it may be. And I'm myself at the end of exactly. the day. And those people like if they do start following you for those kinds of reasons, they're not going to be the fans that go to your shows mm -hmm. and buy your merch. Like, mm -hmm. that's where you need the most support. And if they're not going to do that, then there's really no reason for them to be following you unless they're just trying to stare at your tits all day. <laughs> like, right. And I'm not saying that's bad because there are so many artists that do that, but that's just because they feel comfortable doing that and Absolutely. they're comfortable with their yeah. bodies and like more power to them. I wish I could right. feel like that, but. But I that's like the thing to each his own, right? It's yeah, like, exactly. I'm not, I'm not hating on you for doing yeah. it. I just like. Like, girl, you look good. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right. I'm like, work. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. And then also, too, you know, mentioning um, this idea of kind of wanting or, or just uh, feeling the pressure of looking a certain way. Mm -hmm. Have, has that been something? Oh, too? Yeah. 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 And I think I think that there's some valid validity to that. I guess that's how you say it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like when I prepare for a show, I always try to think about what I'm going to wear. And it's not because it's like super important like you have to look cute it's really about branding everything and making sure that you're fitting in visually with what you're playing audibly like mm -hmm. it may not make sense right away but there was a point in time where I was wearing chucks to one show and then high heels to the next show and then blah 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 it's like always changing but now I feel like when you focus more on that people can kind of put that in the back of their minds and they focus more on the music mm -hmm. rather than like, oh, what is she wearing this time? What is, like, why is she wearing tennis shoes for this one and high heels for that one? And mm -hmm. it's like, that shouldn't be something that people think about. So when you when you kind of pay more attention to that and put a little bit more TLC into that thought mm -hmm. process, I think that it kind of just makes everything feel like a whole project instead of just kind of winging it and right What's yeah in the closet today yeah exactly yeah. and i that's part of one of the biggest things that i had a problem with is just my outfits because i'm very much my mother's daughter she's a butterfly that loves to fly in all these different places and one day she's a 1950s chick and one day she's just this rocker chick and next day she's like wearing something real simple yeah, yeah she she's super into fashion my brother's a designer as well so I've had fashion in my life the whole time but I never got like the the special gene where it was like this is you got to know what to wear you got to know how to fix your body and like find things for yourself but my 
brother and my mom, they always had that. Like, they yeah. always are like, no, you should just wear this. You should put that on. And for me, I was always like, well, for this show, I want to look like a ballerina. And for this <laughs> show, I want to look like Selena. And for this show, I want to look like blah, blah, blah. I feel like that's how I would be. Yeah. That's totally. I and because totally when, doing that. yeah, when you're on stage, that's like kind of a huge opportunity for you to wear whatever and right. like go crazy without people thinking you're crazy yeah. and I, I, I'm yeah. scared to think of what I would wear <laughs> if I was like you would be a gypsy princess oh, I already oh, know yeah, it's just be confetti everywhere <laughs> you're in a unicorn and florally yeah. like flowy dresses yeah. I'm, I'm all about sequins and like rhinestones I love I love sparkly With your stuff. Caca. <laughs> <laughs> Con tu bustikaka. That's my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> Con tu bustikaka. That's, I swear. If you don't know what movie we're talking about. I know. I, I don't your know. friend. I know, Just right? Google. Find your closest <laughs> Latina friend. Basically. You had to essentially brand yourself. How yeah. do you feel about the idea of branding yourself, about the term itself? It's it's odd because I am a human being and mm. I am a person, but at the same time, I'm a business. And I have to remind myself, like, a restaurant has to have branding. A hotel has to have branding. A clothing company has to have branding. And same for me mm-hmm. I may be a person but I am a business and I have to be able to make everything fit mm-hmm. and I used to be like oh it doesn't matter P- branding doesn't matter like it's not that big of a deal and now again now that I've gotten older and have experienced a few more things I realize that yeah. branding is an entire market like people yeah. are hired just for that it's important yeah. and I finally started paying attention to it and I think that that's helped not, not just my fans and follower account but just me personally like being able to figure out what works and what doesn't I for so long it's like should I do this should I not do that and now me and my manager and Sam walk around like is it on brand it's not on brand it's not on brand that's on brand okay we should do it and it's made everything so much easier like a quick yes or no you literally use it like that yeah like like is it on on brand brand or not yeah Hmm. (laughs) and we just recently learned about this I simply asking yourself that question when you have a debate like should I do this recording with this artist is it on brand or not like no that artist is not on like it doesn't work with my brand that probably shouldn't do it and I swear that has helped me so much because I used to stress about those things like oh I kind of like their song but I don't want to like I just don't know I was just always questioning everything and now Mm -hmm. I'm like well it's not on brand okay it's on brand the end yeah like just (laughs) moving on yeah (laughs) do you find that the um scene that you tend to move around in is supportive of you like are other artists do they support you do they encourage you yeah yeah I have an incredible group of friends who are artists because we all went to school together mostly but when you're in the music industry and in the music world especially in LA everybody knows everybody yeah and I was definitely one of those people that was like oh I'm jealous of what they're accomplishing like I wish that was me I wish that was me and then ever since I started to get in my own mindset of like no stop being jealous like there's room for everybody to Mm. succeed you need to support that person and ever since I started putting out that kind of energy I feel like I've gotten a lot of that back especially recently but 
I think a lot of it has also just come from our studio. Sam and I have a studio called Blue Dream Studios and we get to record so many artists there and most of the time it's not even about me. Like I'm just sitting there watching bands being able to record their music in my studio. And I, yeah, it's awesome because not only is it really inspiring, but it's, it's an opportunity for us to meet musicians who it's like, Hey, we really loved your stuff that you did today in the studio. And then like, they'll say thank you and then in turn probably check out our stuff and then they'll call us back and be like hey we listened to your record like that's dope like who did this and what was going on here and like people are really really stoked because we support them and in turn they just naturally support us back and it's been an awesome community of just friends and fans and musicians that come through and love yeah it's it's man we have someone there right now like a producer that is from Australia. His name's Maxwell and he he posted on Instagram that he's coming to LA and he needed a studio and a space to live for a couple weeks and we we're like, "Hey, so we have a spare bedroom and a studio. Come and hang." And he checked it out and loved it and now he's here for 10 days and That's he basically awesome. was like, "Well, I love your music. Like, do you guys want to work on a song together?" I'm like, dope yeah. I wasn't that's like awesome. I didn't even ask for that but that's super super dope Such because a creative collective yeah it's creative. it's awesome just being around other creatives and I think when you feed off each other it's not really about jealousy or about who's better than who it's just about like what can you learn from me and what can I learn from you and I love that you that you realize that yeah you know, early on like so that because yeah. I'm sure that these ideas of like oh why is she there and I'm yeah, not there exactly. why did she accomplish this exactly. and I didn't get there like that those those thoughts haunt you I know and like they and they eat at your insides and they make you feel depressed about yourself and that's not worth it like and it's not productive it's yeah not productive. definitely not productive I when I was in that phase of just being jealous of everybody I was on the couch all the time watching tv like I'm not gonna do anything it's I'm not gonna be good enough anyway like Right. That was of just course you're not, girl. Exactly. Going on here and doing nothing for you. <laughs> exactly. Like I'm just sitting here wasting my time. Like yeah. I should be doing what they're doing. Right. And then now that I'm like really just going full force with everything and putting all my time and energy into our project, like all those people are taking notice too. And they've started posting about us and we get their fans and vice versa. We post about them and like that's never happened for me. I I would never share other people's music on my page or anything because I was just, I just they're gonna well, like nobody's gonna understand why I'm putting this up or I don't know. Or they're it's not just, supporting me, so why? Yeah, I exactly. Them? Like, why should I do this for them if they're not gonna do it for me? But I'm over all that. I'm yeah. I f- figured out my own insecurities yeah. and started to just really try to make a decision to like let go of them because. It's not, they don't go away on their own. You have to make that choice and you really have to work towards being better. And I'm not all the way better. Like I still have my insecurities and I still get worried. Yeah, I still worry about things and I still find myself just being depressed every once in a while. But that's just part of being an artist, all the ups and downs. I think that's probably what makes artists write better music is that you have all these highs and lows and you can realize what the difference is between them. Because when you're always just neutral, it's like, well, 
your music's gonna be new. Yeah. Like I I have to tell you though, she has the most amazing eyebrows. Oh my (laughs) gosh, most amazing skin. I cannot stop. I was like, Can you spill the beans? I know. I was like, What do you do? I'm like, I'm so happy that you've done the internal work. So (laughs) tell me about your your skincare and those eyebrows. What do you do for that? My eyebrow guru, she's so popular. Her name's Helena Tamargo. She's she does like Selena Gomez eyebrows. She's super, oh, super dope. Dang, she's okay. actually down the street. She's not very From far. From here? Yeah. She's Ooh. awesome. Like We're going to have to take her. <laughs> have to go visit her. I'll show you her Instagram okay. page. <laughs> but uh, yeah, my skincare routine. Oh, man. This is where I, I'm not killing it. My mom has really good skin, so I think I've gotten Jeez. fortunate. Yeah. I don't like always take off. I mostly don't take off my makeup at night, but I always do like clay masks or ton of moisturizer in the morning like that's the one thing I do is like spray then oil then moisturizer then sunscreen then more moisturizer oh, you, oh she's good then <laughs> that's like, what it is like that's I really is. really double up on moisturizer in the morning because I have dry skin but man I swear when you just put moisturizer on like a ton in the morning it's like the tres leches right it's just like <laughs> yeah you just pack, pack it pack just pack pack, pack. pack on <laughs> yeah um and I love that you I mean I asked obviously because yeah you do have amazing skin and Thank beautiful you. <laughs> and also too because you touched on something that we wanted to talk about which is self-care mm-hmm. um and this in a ta- in, in an industry and in a space where you are an artist that's coming up and that's working mm-hmm. you mentioned that like sometimes you've got lows yep and what do you do to take care of yourself uh when you when you're feeling that weight what do you do yeah. even when you know you, you feel like your skin is feeling a little yeah. certain way like <laughs> the tlc the TLC. Yeah. honestly like i work from home so i'm always at home but i really love being there so even when i just need a break i usually find myself like telling everybody hey I'm going to just go watch Claws or watch a TV show for maybe an hour or two. I'm going to do my facial mask and I'm going to do my own nails and I'm going to just sit there and I'm going to eat some chips, some hot Cheetos or hot Cheeto puffs. Like I'm just going <laughs> to chill by myself. And it's mostly so a very just, clean diet. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. Got very it. clean diet. We need to add the, the hot Cheeto puffs. Okay? I'm just going to put that in the yeah. face mask. <laughs> yeah. Just and then I'm going to do, crush do, do my nails. I, and add some little bit of some crumbles in my nails. Yeah, like the hot Cheetos. I yeah. love it. I love it. Yeah. Or I mean, sometimes it's either that or if there are a lot of people in my house, sometimes I just go to Goodwill or to like a thrift store or just drive around for a second. We don't really have the opportunity to go on like vacations because we're just always working. Our weekends are our busiest time because we're gigging musicians. But I I really love doing my own nails and just doing like the sheet masks mm-hmm. or like a clay mask and just sitting there and deep conditioning my hair. It's all simple stuff that you can do, but I think just taking the time out to not be on your computer or your phone or answering emails, like just put all that away for an hour to like one yeah. hour. You're like you don't even have to do anything. Like a lot of people meditate and maybe this is sort of the same version of the, or like a different version of meditation, but just being by yourself and like not talking. Just what about quiet. the mental element? Because I love what you said about the fact that, you know, you had to do the work to mm-hmm. change your thoughts. Yeah. Because so many of us get caught up in like, oh, that's just the way that I am. I'm yeah. negative or I can't help myself. But no, we can help ourselves. We just need to actively yeah. 
constantly check ourselves. So what about that mental side and how do you check yourself? How do you get to yourself to a space where you can be more supportive, be more welcoming to other people and stop getting into that like comparison zone? I think it is taking those hours every week to be by yourself that helps you get to that point because if you're always in a zone where it's like, oh, I got to answer this email. Oh, I got to make that flyer. I got to do this and that and that. You forget that you haven't even had your own time for two weeks. Mm -hmm. And by then you're just feeling stressed and you're getting angry at people and you're making these comments that you normally wouldn't make. But it's just it's, it's like being hangry. Mm -hmm. Like you need to eat when you're hangry and when you're feeling so I know I always say man I'm so hangry I'm right so now God. I get there real fast <laughs> but it's the same thing you need to feed your soul so that you're not getting angry all the time like you need to give yourself something just for yourself and I I didn't start doing that until last year before we went to Paris like I needed this week mm. just to be in Paris I've dropped all my music I didn't take my computer we just and it's funny my parents actually joined us because we I called my, my mom and I was like hey mom I just bought tickets to Paris because they were $418 for a round trip she's like what here's my credit card buy buy some for me and your dad I'm like oh we're going to Paris but, but it actually was an awesome trip I loved traveling with them and I think it was then that I realized like hey now that you took this week and you're back home like have you noticed that you're happier? Yeah. Have you noticed that you have like a better attitude about things? And I realized it's because I took that time off mm. that made me focus more after the fact. Mm. And I, I never thought that that was important. Like self care. I was like, Oh, that's just for people who want to do whatever. Like I didn't, I didn't think anything of it. And that's then, a hashtag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's just the hashtag. It's not real. And now that I've started sort of practicing that, I realize like, like a way of it yeah. it's so real. Yeah. <laughs> and I noticed that because I feel like anyone who's in the entrepreneurial space or who works for themselves, it can often feel like you're not allowed to take a day off. Exactly. Right. Because if you take that day off, then you're all, at least for me, it's mm -hmm. like I feel lazy. Exactly. Right. Like, who am I? You don't exactly. get out of here. You fraud. <laughs> you yeah, know? exactly. And so it is, though, you do have to get to that space because then you find Good Lord, my brain can't even function anymore. Yep. It's funny. I have a friend who's a ridiculous singer and just musician, producer. She's amazing. Her name is Amber. And she's in a band called Moonchild. And maybe a year ago or however long ago, she did this Facebook post that resonated with all of us musicians. Like all of us were just liking and commenting because in that post, she said so many musicians who in our who are in our position, we find ourselves feeling like it's wrong mm. to take a day off because we don't have the nine to five to say this is your schedule. And then you have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like you have the weekend to do your thing and like party and whatever. Take your time, do your laundry. We don't have that. We we make our own schedule. So if there's ever a day where it's like, oh, it's Tuesday and I don't have anything to do like, oh, I should I should probably be doing this. Like I, I who do I think I am to take this day off? Like you could be doing this and you should be doing that. And like all oh, that person is doing this. Like you, you don't feel like it's right. You right. feel wrong doing that. And it's just because we're independent and we don't have like a structural day to day that makes space for a mm -hmm. self-care or a weekend or whatever. Like we we get caught up thinking that we're not allowed to do this. And now that 
and then your career she, takes yeah, off exactly. and you're like somebody uh, gave me a day <laughs> exactly but ever since she posted that i'm like oh no i can take today like yeah. i worked day. yeah exactly like we did this on monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday like i'm taking sunday uh, this is my day like i don't have to do anything and i don't feel bad about it like you just have to make decisions and i mean everything about what we do is just making decisions like right. just Yes or no? Do it or don't. And having peace with those decisions. Yeah, and you really have to. Is it on your brand? Is that on your brand? It's taking a break on brand. Sleep is very on brand. Turks and Caicos on brand. We'll be there. Rekha, you work with people like Moe. You work with people like J. Cole. You we met you earlier. Did have you ever had? Has there been like a weight hold up moment that you've had with any of these artists where you maybe learned something from them or something sparked after meeting them? It's funny. So I did backups for the Gwen Stefani gig recently for her Christmas album. And we had rehearsals. No like, big deal. Yeah. You know, it's no biggie. No yeah. Biggie. And I'd, I'd never really done anything like that other than with Anderson Pack, which was awesome. But I've known him for a long time. So it was more like I'm coming on as a friend rather mm-hmm. than like a hired gun, which I was. But it was we were homies. So yeah. when I went and did the Gwen Stefani thing, it was it was like, all right, we're rehearsing. This is great. Yeah, here's the music, blah, blah, blah. And then she walked in. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's here. Like, oh, my God. And How I much started, did you want to just start saying this shit is bananas? I, I wanted to be like, I almost started singing Hollaback Girl, like, for real. And then I'm like, no, I might offend her. Like, I don't want to be offensive on the first day. But I swear to you, that woman is a performer still. She's... I think they said she's 49 now, almost 50 years old, and she still looks like good old Gwen from 1999. No doubt. Yeah, like, I I can't even believe how how pumped she is and how hard she works. Like, That's she so was, dope. after That's our awesome. rehearsals were over, she was still in there. Like, all right, let's rehearse for this gig with just the guitar player. All right, now let's practice for that. And then we're on our lunch break, and she's going to her fitting, and it's like she does not get a second, and she's stoked about it. And I realized, like, attitude. yeah, she had a great mm-hmm. attitude. She was always positive. She was really, really nice to us. And I, I remembered, like, all right, you have to be nice to your team all the time. Like, look <laughs> at all the things that she's yeah. doing. Like, she could be getting stressed and be mm-hmm. moody with all of them, but she's – She's moving with grace and ease and she is such a badass performer. Like That's, she's I over there in her that. Doc Martens on one show, but then like for all the Christmas specials, she's in six inch Louboutins and it's like, is that oh on God. brand Gwen? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We her, love you Gwen. Man, she has the best brand cause she can, she can she do can the do punk rock thing, but she can, she can, she can, do she can also girl. do the really, really glamored out girl. And I, both of them work really well for her. She had, I agree. Oh, if you guys, love fashion you have to watch the christmas special just for her clothes okay it's ridiculous she had a different outfit for every song, song. like 12 songs she that's oh, so funny i loved her youtube right now <laughs> i know right that is <laughs> oh you should see she did one song with neo on there and the dress for that is just like huge princess gwen like oh, that unbelievable okay youtube you will see me on there I will yeah. see, yay that's awesome yeah. speaking of seeing you i know you have some upcoming gigs Can yeah you let us know about that and you're going to europe yeah hey girl time hey. yeah so we're finally starting to like finalize a lot of uh the fall touring stuff but I'm actually going to be doing a So Far Sounds on August 8th at the Skyspace building downtown, which is dope that's because that's where we actually opened for Snoop Dogg 
at the opening of the Sky Space event. So it's kind of like again, a no full big deal. Circle <laughs> moment. I know, right? Go. Yeah, it's like just my West Coast homie. No big deal. But we opened for him there, and a year and a half later, or however long it's been, we're gonna go back and do a So Far Sounds. It's gonna be super dope. I'm looking forward to it with my full band. And then the next day, August 9th, we'll be in Fresno, August 10th, Morro Bay. So we're stoked about that. I haven't played in Fresno in a while, and that's kind of where my mom is from. So oh, nice. I think we're going to have a lot of family there, a lot of friends. Hey, family turn up. Yeah. yeah. And then we leave for London August 20th, and we're going to do a couple shows at a small cafe, just me and Sam, sort of ease ourselves into the London scene. But we'll be back there late October, November with a residency at a place called the Troubadour, which is funny because yeah, it's not the Troubadour. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, there's one over here there's in LA. Yeah. yeah. Is there one in New York? I don't or? think it's the I same thing, no. but it's awesome that it's the same it's name. The <laughs> yeah. And it's every Wednesday from like mid-October to Girl, mid-November. Girl, you are working. I know. Nice. And then we're doing like an East Coast Midwest tour beginning of October because I'm releasing my record uh, September 25th. So... We're That's just touring yeah. around that. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And it's our first Make time sure in Europe. Make sure you take those me days for I sure. Know. Before I know. Bring the sheet I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Whenever I have like girlfriends or like at least close girlfriends who are musicians that go on tour, I'm like, here's your little tour care pack. And it's like little eye masks. Oh, and my like God, sheet masks. I love it. And chapstick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Chapstick is essential. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a huge chapstick fan. I do like those big cocoa butter sticks that everybody thinks is super glue or like the yeah. The Glue I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. That Love sounds amazing. <laughs> well, honestly, just like so congratulations Thank on you. everything. Thank you. For sure. Because Thank that sounds you. super duper exciting. And I just love what you're doing in terms of like taking care of yourself and making sure that you're staying unique yeah. to your own voice. Because I think especially in the artist industry in L.A., it's really hard. It's really easy to get swept up with the crowd yeah. and to just be what everybody else wants you to right. be. But the fact that you're just like, I'm going to be me and that's all that matters. Yeah. So admirable. For Thank sure. you. I think I think the biggest part of that is just really honing in and feeling comfortable with who you are like you know who you are and maybe it'll take a little bit of time for more people to get there but just feeling secure with who you are is a decision and you just look in the mirror and be like hey you're a bad bitch Ah. <laughs> I know, right? Perfect. We're like, cut, cut, perfect. And, yes. cut and print, baby. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank oh, you yeah. so much for joining us, Raquel. Thank you, thank Raquel. You for Good luck this with everything. Thank We're you. Super proud of you. Thank you. I'm a soul singer. <laughs> Baby making. <laughs> Daddy, no. So don't quit your day job. Continue. Stick to that. Okay. Got it. I was trying to be super soulful. I'm absolutely going to put this up either on Instagram or on the podcast in some way. I thought, you know, I was going to get Marcos to like hook it up and like, does he need a backup singer, a vocalist, I'm, something? I'm it along can you, can you show him? I got you. Is there I any potential? You. Yes, I think so. I think so. Career mind. <laughs> on that note, thank you all so, so much for just rocking with us. Thank you again yeah. to Raquel for coming out and sharing her dope story and motivating all all of us to continue on our grind for sure and make sure to uh, leave us your comments let us know what you think on itunes on spotify wherever you get your podcast and of course on all our social media we're 
very active. Yes. We post a lot of things, lots of stuff happening on, on Facebook. Yeah. So make sure you check us out. At Weight Holds Up Pod. And if you want to shoot us an email, it's weightholdsuppodcast at gmail.com. As always, we love y'all so, so much. Adios, everybody. Adios, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.